When you hear Zodiac Killer, you probably think of cryptograms and coded notes. How a violent murderer played cat and mouse games with the cops and journalists. Maybe you picture the crosshair symbol, or the four innocent couples whose dates became nightmares. But people forget the most important part of solving a crime, eyewitness accounts. Two Zodiac victims lived to tell the tale. Another lived long enough to describe her killer. There's literally an eyewitness report from a police officer. But somehow, no one's ever caught him, and not for lack of suspects, because today, we're covering the top 10 Zodiac Killer theories. The hunt for the Zodiac Killer is more than just a murder investigation. It's basically a three-ring circus, public amusement, and the ringmaster is the Zodiac himself. Exactly. The Zodiac wants the public distracted by the codes and the Halloween cards and the horrifying notes about killing children on their way to school. That way, we don't look at the real evidence and catch him. Hey, all you weirdos. Welcome to the Parcast Original Crime Countdown. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. Every week, we'll highlight 10 fascinating stories of history's most engaging and unsettling crimes, all picked by the Parcast Research Gods. This week's topic is going to be Top 10 Zodiac Killer Theories. This is one of those cases, and it's this and JonBenet Ramsey that I'm like, I need answers. Give me the answers. Somebody needs to give me what happened in these two cases. I feel that way about the Bryce Las Pisa case. Yes, it's exactly. If I had like a genie lamp, yes. I would wish for two things, and it's to know who killed JonBenet Ramsey and who's the Zodiac killer. There you go. I mean, I love a mystery. Mm-hmm. I think we both do. We do, for sure. And I love being able to, like, connect dots and find, like, missing strands that connect and maybe find things other people have found. I mean, that's my favorite thing. When you I find love something to do that. that no one else has found, I'm like, I did it. You're like, found it, found it. And I think this one is so enduring, probably mostly due to, like, the ciphers and the theatrics because, you know, a theatrical a-hole is a memorable one. That's very true. Let me remind you, the cool part about this show is that Elena has five topics, and so do I, but neither of us knows which five the other one has. Let's start the countdown. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. I'm Tanya Mosley. In 1987, my sister Anita vanished without a trace. Decades later, thanks to DNA, we found her. But that's only the beginning of the story. She Has a Name is a new audio documentary that explores the search for redemption, confronting trauma, and healing in the face of unimaginable loss. Subscribe now to Truth Be Told Presents She Has a Name, where every revelation brings us closer to the truth. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Boo berries. 
That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. 10. Starting us off at number 10 for the top Zodiac Killer theories is George Hodel. Hodel is known for being a suspect in the Black Dahlia murder case, thanks to his son Steve, a retired LAPD homicide detective. Steve has put the theories out there that his father George killed the Black Dahlia and also is the Zodiac Killer. Real busy. Real busy. I personally believe he is the Black Dahlia Killer. Oh, yeah, me too. We talked about that on Morbid. We did. And I think after going through that, I really do believe Joe George Rodell at least had something to do with it. Me too. I don't know if I'm sold on the Zodiac Killer theory. Well, tell me about this one. Well, the reason is the theory is a little flimsy. <laughs> Why? Now, this is this is a very small detail, but it kind of throws a whole wrench in the whole thing. Okay. He wasn't in the U.S. when the killings occurred, and he only returned to the States in 1990. Well, there is such thing as, like, frequent flyer miles, so maybe Absolutely. he was just, like, flying back and forth. I'm not saying it's impossible. Get I'm just saying. Jet blue points. You know. <laughs> Hodel also would have been a few decades older than what they think the Zodiac Killer is. Okay. But again, think the Zodiac Killer is. We don't know. Yeah, he was, like, he is. in a costume. We don't know. He could have been 104, and one of those guys that, like, runs marathons when he's, like, 104 doing it. Did you we don't solve know. this whole thing right here? I think I did. It's a marathon runner who was 104 at the time. All right, we can all go home. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> That's it. Well, Steve, his son, is also an author. Mm-hmm. He's a retired LAPD homicide detective and also an author. So that is an appealing narrative. You know, a homicide detective finds father guilty of most notorious unsolved murder. It's yeah, he's like, that's definitely going to sell my next yeah, book. He's literally like, cha-ching. They're going to so, be flying off the shelves. And whenever the narrative is particularly appealing, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. he has a horse in the race, and I don't love that. But Hodel's shoe size was 10E, like the Zodiac Killer. Although another alleged Zodiac victim was killed by someone wearing a size 6 or 7 shoe, so could just be wearing different shoes. And I could throw on John's like size 13s and go trompson into a murder scene and you'd all stumble around a few times. I'm not saying it would be easy. I'm not saying it would be graceful. But, but you I'm, could do it. But I could fool you all. I'm just saying. So Hodel was a columnist also for the San Francisco Chronicle in the 1930s. That's the same paper that the Zodiac was sending his letters and ciphers to during his killing years. I'm going to be talking about that later. Yeah, and it's interesting that he happened to be you know, a columnist for that paper. It's a connection. But it's like, would you be like doing your columns and then on the side, like inserting your, like that's a lot of work to have to do. I'm not saying it's, I mean, writing's hard. And also be the Black Dahlia murderer. Like that's a lot on your to-do list. I think that's what kind of kicks it over the edge. I'm like, I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. There's not enough hours in the day. No. Nine. At number nine is Bruce Davis, a member of the Manson family and a convicted killer. The Bruce Davis theory has been mainly championed by author and conspiracy theorist Howard Davis, who claims that Bruce Davis was never pursued as the Zodiac because it would have interfered with the Manson case. I mean, okay. Now, I feel like it would have been a good thing because it's like kill two birds with one stone. You would think so. Right? I would think so. Well, Bruce Davis was actually one of the first members of the family to commit murder on Charlie Manson's orders. 
All right. And he was convicted of killing two people, so he has it in him. Yeah, he definitely has it in him, that's for sure. But I don't really think any of these fools were capable of planning their own murder without Charlie's instructions. I just don't. I agree with you. I think they need the blueprint. Yeah, they definitely do. They need a a quick outline of the night's They need a how-to guide. Yeah, they do. Well, I had mentioned that the conspiracy theorist Howard Davis was involved. Now, he feels like Bruce's involvement in the Manson family murders was what made it possible to cover up the fact that he was Zodiac. Okay. I mean, I think we're relying a little too heavily on that. But I think we are too. I think it's a bit of a crutch. But okay, Howard. But Howard thought that it was covered up because it would have jeopardized the Manson murder convictions. I can see where he's coming from, but I also have like an argument or two. Yeah, for sure. So Howard could actually be onto something though, because the Zodiac murders took place around the San Francisco Bay Area, where the Manson family did live for some time. Interesting. So there's that. There were also other people in that area. Many so, other people. I mean, not technically not like convicted murderers. So right. like, okay. That's like a check one for like, Howard. Go off, Howard. <laughs> go off. <laughs> and according to Howard, one of the victims of the Manson family had a relative that hired a PI to find evidence on the Manson family for the Zodiac killer. All right. Well, that's a little more that's, compelling to me. It definitely is. Because it's like if a family member of a victim thinks so. Then, like, what are they going on? And it's of? also like, tell me which, why. Tell I know. Me why I want to know that. I want to know more about that. I need that. to know. He also says that a source in the LA District Attorney's Office told him that there was evidence leading Manson to the Zodiac. Well, show me the evidence. I know. Where is it at? Where is it? It's been a while. I want it. <laughs> I mean, it could be legit because if you remember, the Manson women did take most of the spotlight. Yeah. So it could have been like a cover up and Bruce could have been quietly able to kill as the Zodiac while the girls were getting all the attention. That's true. I mean, they did put a lot of focus on them. Yeah. The only thing I hang on to is I just don't believe those dirty hill people would come up with ciphers and stuff. Yeah, they were they were too busy tripping. Seems a little more like high level than what they were working out with all that belladonna they were, they were tripping on. Uh, I was trying to remember what that was called yeah. earlier. Thank yep. you. Eight. Number eight on our list of Zodiac killer theories is a man named Jack Terrence. This theory comes from Terrence's stepson, Dennis Kaufman, who claims to have found suspicious items, like a black hood, in Terrence's belongings. Wait, so like, are we talking like a black hood, like, or like a black hoodie? Because (laughs) a lot of people have black hoodies. I'm assuming it's like the black, like, executioner's hood. I would think so. That the Zodiac, I mean, I don't have one of those. No, I don't either, just for the record. But I, if I found one, I don't think I would necessarily be like, oh, no, my dad is the Zodiac Killer. I'd be like, Dad, what is this? I'd be like, Dad, what Halloween did you dress up for? You want to talk, Dad? Well, Dennis Kaufman also claimed, because right now it's like, okay, he had a hood. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. Flimsy. Mm-hmm. Well, Dennis Kaufman also claimed to have found a knife with dried blood on it. Well, that's a little less flimsy. Buried the lead on that one. Definitely. Kaufman claims that the handwriting on Zodiac ciphers also looked very much like his stepfather's. I feel like his stepfather, like, fucked him over somehow. Yeah, something happened there. Yeah. It's all these people being like, my dad did it. I'm mad at my dad. (laughs) I'm real mad at my dad today, and I think he's the Zodiac. There's a running theme so far. I've rarely been mad at my father, but I've never been so mad at him that I'm like, I'm going to accuse you of being the Zodiac killer. (laughs) I don't know if my dad listens to this, so I'm going to go ahead and plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) I can say that you've never written into a newspaper 
accusing him of being the Zodiac Killer. That you know of. That I know of, at least. Uh-oh. Maybe you should be on this list. Totally kidding. Now, there was no follow-up from investigators on Terrence's suspicious items claim. So I'm thinking it's either there was nothing worth pursuing in the first place, or they just didn't find anything. Or maybe they just didn't feel like it that day. You know how this police work can be. Yeah, I mean, the LAPD in like the 1930s was not killing it. Definitely not. not no way. It. I mean, or maybe killing it. I don't know. He not only believes his father could have been the Zodiac killer, but ding, 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 he thinks he killed the Black Dahlia as well. Ooh. Yeah. What? Like, why? Lots of, like, my dad did this and this and also this. Wow. It's like, let's just bring the hammer down. Right? Just throw everything in the kitchen sink and along with it. Coffin also described Terrence as someone who talked about killing often, which... The same could be said for us. I know. I'm, that makes me nervous. So, like, I'm not the Zodiac Killer, in case anybody was wondering. Retweet. Let me just state that for the record. Was he, like, one of those people that was like, oh, my God, shut up. I'm going to kill you. Or exactly. was he like, I'm going to kill you. Which I say um, I say it all the time. Like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, you do say that I a do. lot. Now I'm nervous. Somebody could bring this forth later. And I'd Back be like, up well, a little more. Okay. Well, damn. <laughs> I'll go over here. Thank you. There was ultimately no solid proof, which I'm sure is not shocking, but a fair amount of links came about, which is why the theory still endures to today. It's still there. Still does. Seven. At number seven this week is Ross Sullivan. There's a History Channel documentary featuring Sal LaBarbera, a retired LAPD homicide detective, who believes the evidence supports Sullivan as a possible suspect. I'm listening. So, there's like quite a few fingers to point at Ross Sullivan. Ooh. We're going to start with the smaller stuff. I have 10, so let's do it. I don't know if we have that many, (laughs) but there's a few. So, Ross was never far from the Bay Area. We know that as Zodiac's hotspot. We do. And it feels like a lot of people were never far from that area. Everyone was in the Bay Area altogether. Everybody. The whole world's population just crammed into the Bay Area. It's true. He always wore army boots, which is strange, not only because there were army boot prints found at the crime scenes, but also because that really wasn't a fashion trend at the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Like now, we'd be like, okay, army boots. A right. lot of people wear like combat, combat boots. boots are so trendy. That's a thing. Like in the '90s, we would have been like, "Whoo, we'll never find them." Again, everyone did <laughs> Literally it. Literally, everyone has them. Everyone in the Bay Area with their combat boots. Oh yeah. Well, it wasn't like that at the time, so that is a good finger to point at him. Sure. Also, while he was at university, he studied cryptology which would have assisted him in writing those ciphers that Zodiac used to put in, like, everything ever. See, that's compelling to me. Well, and it's like, how many people do you know take that course? Exactly. I don't know. That's a very big connection to me. I mean, I can barely, like, write calligraphy, so that's (laughs) a lot. All right, Ross, you did it. And another thing is that there was an occult store right near where he was living at the time, and that store had, like, a ton of similar images in stock to the ones that Zodiac used to illustrate his letters with. Huh. Weird, right? So it seems like he probably lived around that store, at least. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, like, real Zodiac did. Real Zodiac, yeah. yeah. He, he was seeing those illustrations. Yeah, obviously. So that's a good connection. Well, where did this theory come from in the first place, you asked? Where did it come from? I knew you were going to ask. I asked. Well, Ross Sullivan was actually a suspect in another murder where the person was killed in a manner, like, really eerily similar to the way that Zodiac did his killings. That's pretty coincidental. It is coincidental, but it's like, it's a little weird. Another murder? I'd say so. And not for nothing, Ross Sullivan bears like a spooky resemblance to the Zodiac and the sketches that were done of him. 
All right, Ross. So how many fingers are you holding up at the end of this? I don't know, but I got 10 and I'm pointing them at Ross right now. It's like never have I ever. Yeah, George Hodel, not so much, but Ross, I'm in. Six. Also on our list, at number six, Lawrence Kane, who was put forth as a possible suspect by former police officer Harvey Hines. According to Hines, Kane had been near many of the areas where the Zodiac crimes happened when the murders occurred. However, authorities dismissed Kane after questioning, to Hines' consternation. Harvey Hines pointed to Kane's pretty rocky relationship with women. He wasn't a charming, you would say. Oh, okay. (laughs) And he often became very argumentative with others in moments when he wasn't just being a loner. And it seems like the Zodiac probably was exactly the same. It seems like it's exactly his MO because it's like he explodes Mm -hmm. when he's doing his murders and he's argumentative, aggressive, murderous. Right. And then it seems like he goes and hides off in a dark corner somewhere as a loner. So because it's like, why did nobody like suspect him as like their, well, their dad, I guess. Yeah, their dad. It was always someone's dad, you know? Heinz pointed out that he had a brain injury that was wearing away at his ability to self-regulate urges. Well, that'll do it. To which I say, even if you're not the Zodiac Killer, get that fixed. Get that checked out. Yep. Just get it regulated. Head into the doctor. Plus, Kane lived where? In the San Francisco area, just a few blocks from one of the Zodiac murders. Wait. He lived there. I mean, I know we have not heard this before from any of these That's theories. compelling, Elena. He lived there. I mean. He lived in San Francisco. He's the hot ticket right now. It would honestly be easier to say who didn't live in San Francisco. Really would. Because I feel like everybody was there. On this list, it's like, and they lived there. And they lived there. Crazy. <laughs> Kane had also been in the military for some time, which, of course, is going to give him access to combat boots, which were found at the scene. Mm-hmm. Or not the boots, but the prints. Right. Again, not the 90s. So this is a compelling piece of evidence. Yeah. It's weird footwear for the time. Combat boots were apparently few and far between. They were, so I like it. So far, I like it. He was also in the South Tahoe area when Donna Lass, who was one of the Zodiac's suspected victims, disappeared. Mm, okay, so that's some serious evidence. Because now we're getting smaller. We're getting the, closer to the actual victims. Yeah, we're dropping a pin on the map here because now he's in the actual South Tahoe area when a victim disappears. We're we're pulling the red string over. We are. One little step. We're doing it. We're ready for this. Well, the case was dismissed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which infuriated Hines because he believes that Kane lied and investigators did the interview basically just to shut him up, not to actually get the truth. Well, like I said, they really just didn't feel like it that day, maybe. Yeah, they had other stuff to do. You know? I'm really sad that we have to take that board down with the red string. I'm really sad, too. You know, I saw George Hodel on this list and I was like, whoa, like he killed Black Dahlia. What are you doing? I know. I was confused at first. I was like, wait, was this like labeled wrong? Yeah, I was like, is this supposed to be Black Dahlia? No. (laughs) And you know what? I was like, all right, I'm ready. And I listened and I do not think he's the Zodiac killer. I thought you were going to say that you did. And I was like, do you really? It's only number 10. No, I don't believe he is. Also, it's weird that there's more than one connection to Black Dahlia in this whole thing so far. I know that is really weird. Right. For real. I'm I'm interested to see if there's more Black Dahlia as we continue on. So am I. I mean, five down, five more to go. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. 
With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Five. All right, let's jump back in with number five on our list of Zodiac Killer theories. Maybe not the most plausible theory, but the links are interesting. Hmm. In 1996, San Francisco police pursued the theory that the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, was the Zodiac Killer. I'm interested. You're interested? I'm in. Are you ready? So, as everything, like, started to unfold and all the details became public about Kaczynski's crimes, a ton of people started calling into investigators, and they were like, whoa, this is similar, this is similar, this is similar to all Ted. the Zodiac's crimes. Huh. They're like, I feel like I know something. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this before. I know, huh? Well, like those mentioned before, Kaczynski lived in the Bay Area. Oh, my God. Mind-boggling. He lived in the area? (laughs) He did, from 1967 to 1969. He did it. Which, I mean, that was the exact time that Zodiac was doing his killings. I mean, it it really was. He lived there. I'm saying. Well, both the Zodiac and Kaczynski did write in to the San Francisco Chronicle to brag about their crimes. That's true. And think of that. I mean, that is pretty weird. Yeah. It's like, they really... I mean, it is a big... It's a newspaper that's like... And it was probably a big newspaper at the time, so it's like... like at first, it's like, yeah, whoa. And then it's like, whoa, it is the newspaper. Now so. that I think of it, I'm like, were they writing to George Odell? Ooh. Or no, it was the other guy. The other Intrigue. dad worked there. Well, the other weird thing was that Kaczynski, back in his day, signed a high school yearbook with a symbol similar to those that the Zodiac used to use. Ooh. So I think that's weird because I definitely don't draw those in people's I, yeah. yearbooks. I mean, they're crosshairs, so that is a little weird to sign in someone's yearbook. Yeah. But it's, like, compelling and not compelling at the same time. Normally, you just write, like, hags. Have a good summer. Hags. Hags. Love Ash. (laughs) Well, I never thought the Zodiac symbol was, like, particularly interesting. No. It's kind of lame. It seems, like, why pick crosshair? Like, that's so on the nose. It's like how BTK enjoyed water. It's just like, okay. And, like, he tried to make his own symbol, and it just didn't work out for him, amongst other things. But... Amongst yeah. other things, I just, exactly. I always think like that the symbols are always just kind of like, wah, wah. Wah, wah. well, back to Ted and the Zodiac, because there are similarities between the two, but you're right. The theory doesn't hold up. I know and it. it's for a couple of reasons, really. They actually bear uh, no physical resemblance whatsoever. No. Because Ted Kaczynski like went to live in the wilderness for a while and yep. got like real lean. Oh, he got real lean. Like very lean, very yes. mean while he was out there even. <laughs> very mean. And the Zodiac, like we're not going to lie, he was like kind of thick, <laughs> kind of on the thicker side. Like, I mean, in relation to Ted Kaczynski, absolutely. Yeah. And the MOs of the two were completely different oh, because yeah. we know the Zodiac used knives and guns and all that jazz. Oh, yeah. And Kaczynski obviously used bombs. Yeah. So very different Those MOs are two there. very big different MOs. Yeah. Well, and then to go even further, the San Francisco police compared Kaczynski's fingerprints to a bloody print found at one of the Zodiac slaying Ooh. scenes, and the theory was completely dismissed. <laughs> I was going to say, and what happened? Nothing. <laughs> he was the Zodiac? Remember, it's still unsolved. It is. And funny story that connects the Unabomber to this. I wrote a series of articles when I was writing for Bustle.com, and it was about the Unabomber because there was like a TV series oh, yeah, I remember coming that. about him. And I got to interview James Fitzgerald, 
who is the criminal profiler and linguist that helped get him caught. You've done like so many cool random <laughs> things in your life. It was very random. I'm like, one time I watched the Zodiac movie. <laughs> it was Look crazy. at me. <laughs> Four. Next, at number four, we have Earl Van Best Jr. This theory about Earl began from a man named Gary Stewart, who wanted to find his biological father. That led him to his mother's rapist, Earl Van Best Jr. Gross. In the process <laughs> of his investigation, Stewart came to strongly believe that Earl was the Zodiac Killer. There's like a big theme of dads here. Yeah, dads are big not. Yikes. They're not killing it in this list. Or are they? Ooh. Oh, zing. But um <laughs> So even a major publishing company spokesperson, HarperCollins Publishers. Big deal. Big, big publishing company. This spokesperson said that the Zodiac Killer and Earl Van Best Jr. had, quote, more than a passing resemblance, which, if you look it up, I Do agree. they really look alike? They're exact. Twinning. Like, twinning 100%. To the extreme. Even the nose. I mean, they have the same glasses, which, like, I always am like, well, anybody can wear glasses. I was going to say. They have the same nose. Like, everything. It's every single part of him looks exactly like that sketch. Well, what's the The problem? Because it's only number four. (laughs) I'm saying. Well, Best was a bad guy from the beginning. Obviously, because he was a rapist. Mm -hmm. He raped Gary Stewart's mother when she was 14. That's horrific. Which So it's like, even if he isn't Zodiac, let's just pin it on him anyways, because he sucks. I am in full agreement. Like, he did it. He's the worst. It was him. Stewart found the words Evie, Best, and Junior in one of the cryptograms that the killer sent to the San Francisco Examiner. Like a little word search. I'm saying. And those aren't just words that you just, like, pull out of thin air. Yeah, that's weird. They literally match up to someone's name. To his exact name. Also, a handwriting expert tied Best's signature on his marriage certificate to letters the killer sent to the media. Okay. Yeah. Where does this, like, fall apart? And the end thing is, he is the Zodiac Killer. Goodbye. We're ending on number four this Thank week. you and good night. See you next time. Stuart also goes with the fingerprints. He okay. says his father's fingerprints actually match some of those at a crime scene from the Zodiac. And he says they both have a diagonal scar. Oh. Which that's... That's I mean, a little weird. I say that's like a biggie. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, we don't all have diagonal scars that our children can point out. No. Fingerprints. Can't say I do. Stewart alleges that the police wanted to wrap up the investigation early because one of the officers was married to Stewart's mother. Well, that'll do it. I mean, to me, I'm like, this is number one, right? I know. Now I'm like, Like, well, crap. Well, he says they believed the embarrassment of an officer being with a killer's former lover would tarnish the department's reputation. I would go as far as to say that, yes, they're correct. (laughs) It's like, yeah, probably. It would be a little scandalous, but like... Are we really going to take that over catching one of the most notorious killers on the planet? Might be a little more scandalous if you just, like, let the killer go because he is this dude. My vote is that's more scandalous. Yeah. Apparently the vote didn't go so well Well, that day. Stewart wrote about this in The Most Dangerous Animal of All, which gives him, unfortunately, kind of like Hodel, it gives him a financial incentive to stick to this theory no matter how any any holes that come about he's like nope nope i wrote a book about it nope, so. nope. bestseller and it's like shit Stuart, you had me it is pretty compelling i'll you give had him that me until you had a course in the race and then i just immediately i'm like uh, gotta go maybe you were trying to like shoehorn these theories in there maybe
three. Number three on our list of Zodiac Killer theories is Richard Reed Marshall, who was born Joe Don Dickey. Same thing. (laughs) Obviously. There's no explanation why he went by two names, but Marshall allegedly made some suspicious comments that resulted in him becoming a person of interest. Ooh, tell me. So... He lived in the Bay Area. No, he didn't. I know. He didn't. Crazy. No. And he worked at a San Francisco movie theater while the Zodiac murders were happening. So he lived and worked there. I I mean, crazy. One up on everybody else. He did seem like a pretty good fit for the Zodiac because his appearance matched the description of the killer. Okay. He was like a stocky, thick guy who wore glasses. All right. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. There certainly is. Uh, He was in the Navy, and because of that, he had been trained in codes. All right. Interesting. There's another one. That's a good one. He also had a portable typewriter, which is what the Zodiac used to type out his letters. This is not something everybody has. Okay. That's weird. Now, I'm trying to figure out how small a portable typewriter is because those things are heavy. They certainly are. It's like, wow, that's quite something to be carrying around in your briefcase. I'm pretty sure Leopold and Loeb had one of those, too. I think you're right. They stole one. Yeah, I remember that. You're right. They were, like, stoked about it. Those portable typewriters. They were, like, the thing. Hot commodity. Uh, One of the victims of the Zodiac was Darlene Farron, and Marshall reportedly lived just blocks away from her at one point. All right. So we're getting he's, close. He's, we're really like jamming that puzzle piece in there. And it I'm, seems like it's going to fit. I'm feeling real good about this one. But it's uh, number three. And there's an issue. He wasn't known to be controlling or violent. And there was literally not one piece of physical evidence that matched him. So okay. <laughs> even though he is considered by a lot of people, like, don't get me wrong. A lot of people consider him a prime suspect. But the theory just really isn't substantiated. Yeah, that's a tough one. And also profiling wasn't like in its prime then. So it was like, you're short, you're kind of stocky and you wear glasses. I think you did it. Like at this point, I think they were like, he killed people. He's probably angry and aggressive. You're like, and it was no way (laughs) nailed inside of the killer's mind. Does he do it? You did it. I mean, I'm still, I'm feeling good about Ross. I'm feeling good about Earl Van Best Jr. I'm feeling so real good about Best Van Jr. Yeah, I'm that guy. Earl. Earl. <laughs> Earl. I'm feeling good about Earl. Earl did it. It's like a Dixie Chick song. Yeah. Well, it's like goodbye, Earl. Goodbye, Earl. Yeah. Goodbye, Earl. I'm, I'm ready to say bye, Earl. Goodbye, Earl. I'm ready to say bye to him anyways, because he's gross. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited to see what's coming up. Well, I have number one, so I want to know. At number two is Richard Gajkowski. This theory is widely championed by Tom Voigt, who has run the website ZodiacKiller.com for over two decades. Most of the evidence here seems to be possible coincidence, but it's interesting stuff nonetheless. Tell me more. That website is really interesting, by the way. Everybody should check it out. So Gajkowski had a military career, which we know lines him up with the boots. Right. And he was a medic, which means he was well-trained around injuries and bodies. So he would also know where to inflict those. He certainly would. Now, I'm also well-trained around injuries and dead bodies. I am not the Zodiac Killer, so... I don't know, Elena. Did you live in San Francisco at one point? Oh, no. 
You caught me. You actually didn't, so it's fine. I didn't. Uh, so <laughs> fingerprint comparison is impossible now since Gajkowski's records from jail were long gone before the investigation really began. So that sucks. That does suck. Because fingerprints are a thing that really could crack this open. They're like the thing. They're literally the only thing at this point. Gajkowski also allegedly moved cross-country at the same time that Zodiac victim Darlene Farron moved. Oh, Okay. I mean, that's weird. And she's making another appearance. She is Darlene. She's everywhere. That is very weird. That they were both moving cross country at the same it's time. Like, was he following her? Exactly. Like, did he know her? Did he see her once? He also worked in the same building as her husband for a rival newspaper. Ooh, it's getting hotter in here. It's getting scandalous. The Zodiac allegedly never mailed letters on Wednesdays, which is interesting to me. Wednesday was his day off. Now, this is important because that same day is the day that Gajkowski's day job was really busy all day. Okay. And he didn't have time to write letters. Getting weirder. Yeah, this is getting really weird. Gajkowski would also shorten his last name to four letters and use multiple spellings. Well, G-Y-K-E can be seen in Zodiac's three-part cipher mailed July 31st, 1969. I'm like on the edge of my seat for this one. Now, Nancy Slover, the police dispatcher who spoke with the Zodiac, which is crazy to me. That's so nuts. Can you imagine spoke with them? being like, I did that? Yeah, like she spoke to the Zodiac in July 1969. She identified Gajkowski's voice as being the same voice that the Zodiac killer had. Okay, why is this not number one? I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't I have do number know. one. I'm freaking out. <laughs> At the end of the day, the evidence was not substantial enough to warrant arrest. But I say it is. Apparently none of this evidence is. This is all good evidence. Gajkowski did it. One. And that brings us to the number one spot on our list of Zodiac Killer theories. A name you've heard surrounding this case for years Arthur Lee Allen. Yep. Allen has been the only suspect named by authorities who investigated the Zodiac murders, but he died before a case could be brought against him, and all of the evidence linking Allen to the murders can be called circumstantial. So that's a real bummer. But circumstantial evidence is like, it could get you, you know? Yeah, and you know what? They always go ahead and die before you can do anything about it. How dare they? Real nice, Arthur. Yeah, come on, man. Well, after reading a book, Zodiac... That's the name of it. There you go. You know. Zodiac. By, to by, the point. It is. By Robert Graysmith. Many people started to think Arthur Lee Allen was a suspect. This is like what really made them feel that way. I did too. I forgot about this guy. Did you read the book? <laughs> now that you said the actual name, I'm like, well, shit. You're like, well, that makes sense. Can't argue with the gods. Oh, damn it. So Allen spent time in the military, which made him a good candidate because yeah. it would explain the boots again. The boots. The boots. Das boots. I was just going to say that. I hate you. Gotcha. The army boots were not his only Zodiac-esque fashion statement Ooh, either. tell me. So he owned, now this is weird, a Zodiac watch that was adorned with what we now know as the infamous crosshair symbol. Oh, I remember reading this. So like- That is weird. Why do you have that watch? And if you had that watch at the time, why would you not get rid of it? Exactly. Weird. And it's like, that's pretty sloppy to use that symbol that's on your watch. Yeah, you're dumb. Alan did confess that he had knives covered in blood on the day that there were attacks at Lake Berryessa. But according to him, those knives were used to kill a chicken. Of course they were. Which is a little different. He's like, come on, guys. He's like, I just really wanted chicken nuggets that you night. You kill chickens. We kill chickens. We all kill chickens. All the chickens. All the bloody knives. <laughs> Jesus. Well, one of his former friends, Don Chaney, told the police that Alan admitted to him he wanted to kill couples at random 
And not only did he want to do that, he wanted to use the name Zodiac while he did it. Oh, so he admitted to wanting to be Zodiac before Zodiac existed. And we're like, I wonder if he did it. Yeah, I mean, scratch your head a little bit on that one. Weird. That also reminds me of BTK because he like named himself. Oh, and yeah, I think that's for sure. He's like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be named Zodiac. How cool is that name? Yeah, stupid. Well, he was in fact arrested and it was the only official arrest in the case. So that's kind of a big deal. It is. There were search warrants served, but no concrete evidence ever came up. Of course not. So that's annoying. And then in 2002, they did a DNA test and it found that Alan couldn't have been the Zodiac killer. Hate that. But a lot of people are like, well, why? How was that test conducted? Like, yeah. People have a know. lot of questions about I gotta that see test. the lab report. I mean, I'm still an Arthur Lee Allen purist. I, like, I totally forgot about him. Yeah, I definitely think he's a good And when candidate. I read that, I was definitely like, yes. I read that book and yes. Gajkowski was a pretty good one too, though. That's well, like neck and neck for I me. I didn't know about Gajkowski. Neither so did I. I considered myself to be an Arthur Lee Allen champion of he's the Zodiac, but now I'm like... You're converting your Zodiac faith. I kind of think so too. Like, I'm totally on Gajkowski for doing it. But I then mean, it's like the watch. yeah. The Zodiac watch with the crosshair symbol. It's like, why did you have that? Too much. And then I want Earl to be the guy just because I hate him. And I want to be like, Earl, you did it. Yeah. You're the worst. But then it's like, somebody wrote that book. So it's like. Yeah. And that's the thing. It has the convenient narrative about it. Right. I'm with Arthur or Gajkowski. I agree. I really do think that. Yeah, me too. You know what? The podcast research gods killed it. They always do. You have yet to prove them wrong. I'm gonna. I'm going to do it. Someday, someday it's going to happen. I can't believe I forgot Arthur Lee Allen. I can't believe that. Wow. I'm upset. Can you get it together? I'm going to try. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. You can find all episodes of Crime Countdown and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Spotify has all your favorite music and podcasts all in one place. They're making it easier to listen to whatever you want to hear for free on your phone, computer, or smart speaker. And if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. You could also follow us if you wanted. Do it. You can follow us at Morbid Podcast on Instagram and at A Morbid Podcast on Twitter. Thanks. Thanks. Crime Countdown was created by Max Cutler and is a Parcast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kevin McAlpine, produced by John Cohen, Jonathan Ratliff, and Kristen Acevedo. Crime Countdown stars Ash Kelly and Elena Urquhart.